Welcome to E to the Power of Three, a podcast of Bridging the Gap, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Kristen, and today we are honored to hear from pastor, author, speaker, and founder of She Is Free, Andy Andrew, as she has a conversation with our podcast host, McKelty Bloom. In this leadership episode, they will be discussing Andy's new book, Friendship It's Complicated, as Andy shares her heart for writing this book and the journey she has had with understanding friends. They'll talk about going back to go forward, how to be authentic with many and vulnerable with a few, how to move forward after hurt in a relationship, and how to give grace in your friendships with the ever-changing seasons of life. I hope you enjoy this podcast. So good. Alrighty. Rock Welcome, and roll. Andy. <gasps> Welcome. To E to the Power of Free Podcast. so good to be with you. <laughs> I'm really excited for this. <laughs> I've been really looking forward to this. Just having you at Thrive. Yeah. And having you to myself to have a conversation yes. too. Is that selfish? Because no. that's how I feel. It's really fun <laughs> actually being in person in the room to record mm. a podcast instead of like separate. Because oh, so it has I been a lot this. of Zooms. It has been a lot of Zooms, a lot of phone calls, all those things. Yeah. So it's nice to look at you. Yeah. How yeah. have you been feeling about Thrive? Because we're recording this at Thrive for those of you who don't yeah. know. We stole her away for a little bit to chat, but you just did two messages. They were awesome. I had like a steady tear <laughs> for a little bit of a time in one of your yep. messages. It yep. was so good. And then I was like, oh, and I'm wearing under makeup on my See, eye, just like you told me not to you do. You know, that is my pro tip to many people, <laughs> especially the criers that are listening, is do not wear makeup on the bottom. Yes, you can get That's your waterproof so mascara. Although yeah. I don't I don't wear waterproof mascara because I don't I like don't either. how it looks. So I just go with the I don't brand really I wear like. a lot of makeup. So yeah, I don't either. Yeah. I hardly ever wear makeup. These days I'm like, this is why. <laughs> but I am loving Thrive. Like how I'm feeling about Thrive, it's really great to be in a room full of women together again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thousands of women wear they are leaning in and excited to be together and, you know, really step out of isolation and back into community with one another. So it's been great being here. Well, we're so glad to have you. You brought awesome messages. Thank you. And you talked a lot about friendship, which I want to even dive deeper in. Okay, let's do it. I love talking about friendship. I feel that for some reason it was not talked about a lot growing up. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I never got talked about in the church. And then I went to college and I'm like, <laughs> what am I How doing? How do I make the friends? Seriously, what are all these women? Yeah. I'm overwhelmed. I'm scared <laughs> a little bit. It's, yeah. it's a lot. And so diving deeper into it. Cool. So I just want to pick your brain yeah. all about this conversation. Ask and me all the you questions. you have a book. I plug, do. Plug. Thank you. Do you want to share a little bit about your book? Yeah. What started you on this journey Absolutely. of friendship? Yeah. So the book is called Friendship. It's complicated. Um, and the subtitle is Avoid the Drama create authentic connection and fulfill your purpose together. Um, And the reason why it started, it was probably about five years ago, I started to notice that I was going through a few cycles and friendships that were unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, you know, you're the common denominator in every Mm -hmm. one of these relationships, which I thought was super rude, but I (laughs) I wanted to blame everybody else. And so Mm -hmm. I had to really take a look at myself and go, why am I struggling to cultivate relationships with other women? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there was the difficulty of being a pastor. So I think that people look at you and, and they see you as one thing, but then when they get into your real life, maybe they love you, maybe they don't love you, or they have expectations of you that are unspoken, or they want you to meet these unmet needs. But what I realized was I had some genuine issues with codependency and carrying other people's stuff for them, mm-hmm. which when you're in that pastoral role is super unhealthy. Yeah. Um, and I realized that I needed to confront something. So I wouldn't say I saw, I, I like stepped out to write this book. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, let's deal with these things so we can write a book about it. That was mm-hmm. not... I, I don't think I ever really would have wanted to write a book about this because you never are a pro at relationships. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. No one's ever an expert. Um, 
so I think for me, what I realized is, I mean, the chapter one is the woman wound. So I address the mother wound the, mm-hmm. that we don't talk about very often. Um, whether you had lack of a mother being present for you or she was like overbearing or, you know, she was your, you were her emotional mother or whatever that looked like. And then it finishes off with becoming spiritual midwives. Mm. So I know that that's quite the journey, but what we do is there's two parts to the book. It's part one is facing yourself. So it's all about walking and healing with Jesus, going back to move forward. Mm -hmm. And the second part is actually about, um, uh, it's about uncomplicating all the things. So really working on being intentional and cultivating relationship where you get to the point that you are about birthing the dreams of other people. Mm -hmm. It's not all about you anymore. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's quite the journey and it should have a warning label because when we start with the, you know, the woman wound, (laughs) you're basically going to go there in your issues with people and women, and we're not going to blame anybody. We're going to grow up and own it and walk with Jesus through it. Yeah. That's so good. So why do we even need friendship? Like what, if it's so much work, <laughs> yeah. you know, why, what's the point? Why do we need to yeah. just emotionally as humans, but also biblically yeah. need friendship? Well, I think that's a great question. Cause if we are to follow in the way, the truth and the life of Jesus, cause Jesus said, I am the way I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the father except through me. Then that means that we are not to have head knowledge about the way that Jesus lived, but actually follow in the way that Jesus mm-hmm. lived. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite chapters in the book is called Circles. No, everyone cannot and should not be your best friend. Um, but it actually biblically walks through how Jesus did relationship. So Jesus had his three, he had the mm-hmm. 12, he had the 72, and there were the multitudes. And even when you look at the three, I think it's really interesting because um, even Jesus, he, there would have been jealousy, competition mm-hmm. among the 12. Like imagine being the three guys that Jesus like brought close. He brought them up onto um, the mount when, uh, was it Elijah and Moses appeared? Mm -hmm. And Peter's like, let's build a monument here. He's like, oh my gosh, Peter, that's not what we're doing. Um, (laughs) And when they healed Jairus's daughter, he only brought the three of them in. Imagine being the other disciples. I would have been like, I should go in there. So you look at how even Jesus knew that he couldn't have those intimate spaces and places of his life mm-hmm. with all of the 12, but he was on mission with the 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the 72. Those were the apostles, the people that he sent out to do mission work, to do the work of the ministry. And then there was, you know, the the, the multitudes where yeah. it was just around them. They pressed in on him. Mm-hmm. So I think when we look at that, if Jesus needed it, you know, then we do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And so, I, I mean, that is like a very surface level, but we, we dive deep into that. There's actually, I love it. There's a graph in that chapter where we evaluate. I love a graph. Yeah, I love a good graph <laughs> that we can that we can fill out. I'm like, yeah. I, you know, tell people, mm-hmm. I'm like, fill it out in pencil because you may want to erase, and, but mm-hmm. figure out who your circles are or lack thereof, like where mm-hmm. your relationships are. And why is it important? Like I said, I mean, obviously, biblically, Jesus had them. But I think for me, what I've realized is we live in a time of self-preservation and isolation. Um, Mm -hmm. We have been self-preserving since the garden and following Jesus, a life of surrender. So you need people in your world that are going to challenge you, that are going to love you, that are going to come alongside you, that are going to see those vulnerable parts of you, call out the things in you that maybe you would hide or wouldn't want to show anybody. But that is how we biblically grow together in community and become more like Jesus. So that is like the need. We -hmm. we do need each other. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. absolutely do. And... I am wondering, so this is kind of like going back. So we have like, here's our friendship, but going back and looking Mm -hmm. at yourself, because I'm a firm believer, like you have to understand yourself Mm -hmm. and you have to know your stuff before you can go into a relationship. Mm -hmm. I actually teach on attachment. Oh, you do? Yes. yes. So I am 
have been in foster care and adoption for five years. Oh my I gosh. did direct family work and then I switched to educating. So for the state of Minnesota, I educate prospective wow. foster and adoptive families. I love it so much. And we talk about grief and loss. We talk about trauma. We attachment related attachment. trauma. And yep. attachment styles. I don't know. Do you know your attachment wow. style? No, but uh, tell me the attachment styles. Oh my gosh. So there's secure. Tell the people and me. <laughs> there's secure attachment, yep. which is like. Yep. as it is yeah. and then insecure attachments so there's mm. three different types and it's so important because how you are parented mm-hmm. actually impacts your future and how you're going to interact yes. with everyone else so I can sit down with someone and they can tell me this is how my parents responded to me when I had a need and I can basically tell them like well that sounds really egotistical it's not that way but it's like okay so this is your attachment style and this is probably how you relate to others wow so it's really powerful wish stuff. I would have known that well, before I, I wrote tell chapter you. one <laughs> <laughs> I will give you, there's like a quiz you can take and to learn more about it. Wow. And it is so just impactful in understanding, mm-hmm. okay, so the reason I avoid relationships, the reason that oh, yeah. I am anxious around Gosh. relationships or like, why are you going to leave me all the time is because mm-hmm. of how I was parented. So back to you, what is just that introspective look on like yeah. identifying yourself and your mm-hmm. needs and your challenges and how does that impact your relationships? Why do we even need to do that for ourselves? Well, yeah. And that's a huge thing that I do talk about is going back to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I'm really clear, like we don't go back to circle the mountain and keep looking at it. Uh, we go back to be healed by Jesus, mm-hmm. to move forward in mm-hmm. health and wholeness. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're right, whoever you are, however you attach, whatever that looks like, you bring that to the table in any relationship you're in, whether mm-hmm. that's friendship, marriage, mm-hmm. um, in church settings, all of it. Mm-hmm. There's a huge like portion of the first half of the book where I talk about self-awareness. You do have to be self-aware because if you're not, you will go to other people to meet needs that they cannot meet. Mm -hmm. And so this is why we have to heal. Mm -hmm. This is why we have to get before Jesus. This is why we, he is literally the healer. Other people aren't. And you know what? People will come along your journey and, and emulate Jesus to you. But to expect that from somebody else is really difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that is why it's important to be introspective, not to stay there too long, Mm -hmm. because otherwise life also then becomes all about yourself instead of pouring into other people and relationships. So it's a tension there Mm -hmm. to do both and, but that is, that's life, isn't it? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what does it look like then when looking at conflict Mm -hmm. in relationships? Because I think that's a lot of why relationships are hard. You have intimate and comparison, the competition. Mm-hmm. So when you have a conflict, yeah, I think we all kind of understand like, okay, this is, we have to have open communication and conflict and get yeah. through it. But what about after? How yeah. do you repair mm-hmm. that friendship after there's been a deep hurt and a deep wound yeah. and just keep moving forward? Because nothing is normal anymore. Like you It have changes that. the game. Yeah. yeah. What do you, what does that look like? Well, I think there's a few scenarios that can come out of that. I think obviously having healthy conversation and confronting things and doing it with truth and love. Yes. We all know that's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Some of us were, we're passive or we don't want to walk into the confrontation or we're afraid of what the outcome will be. But I think the brave thing to do is to actually step into it and do it, but also with an understanding that yes, it will change the relationship. I think some of my closest friendships are the ones that have been tested in the fire, Mm. the ones where um, we have walked through something difficult and we came out actually more refined and caring for and loving each other more. Mm -hmm. The ones that were tested and fell apart Uh, I hate to say it, but it is what it is. Mm. And so there is this great book called Necessary Endings by Dr. Henry Cloud and um, John Townsend. And uh, I talk about this a little bit. Like, 
evaluating and understanding after a conflict, even if it's resolved and there's healing, sometimes you know, you know what? We need, I needed to do that because that was biblical, mm. but there may be a necessary ending here to free their future, if you mm. will, and free my future. Let them go and so we can healthily walk forward. Mm. But those are the times that also call for the grieving process. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, that's one of the difficult things about friendships is some come and some go, and some remain for a long time. I, my best friend of 20-plus years, like we have been through a lot of highs and lows. I've known her longer than my husband. It's been tested in the fire, though. Mm. And then there are other friendships where, you know, you kind of have to do the DTR and be like, dang it, <laughs> I don't think that is what it is anymore. Yeah. But I think we have to be wise and grow up and look at it and be okay with that mm-hmm. and grieve it properly and move through it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so hard to do. Uh, yeah. Because I feel like the breakup of friendships, like, how do you... It is a breakup. <laughs> it's a breakup. I talk about that. A bra- <laughs> it is. It's a breakup. Totally. And it's just sometimes more, like, heart-wrenching yeah. than in just, like, a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, we've, like, really been through things yeah. together and been really vulnerable yeah. with each other. So how do you do that in a healthy way? Like, how do you break up in a way that's, like... Because I think people are like, well, I still want to be a good Christian woman. Like, I have to maintain this friendship even if I don't want to be. Yeah. And even if I don't want to be in it, even if it's toxic, even if it's just not good. Like, I I should be in with that. And I think you talked about that yesterday. Like, you feel like you're holding all of these people's stuff. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Just like, how do I do this? But what does it look like to be like, you know, this isn't good for any of us anymore? Yeah. I There's, you know, it's kind of been crazy. Even as you asked that question, I'm going back to a few of those, in essence, toxic relationships. Mm that have been very difficult and I have had a hard conversation, but I didn't want to keep having the same conversation over and over again. And it's wild. Now that I look back at it, I feel like the Lord has done something miraculous in that because I would surrender and go, God, would you please remove these people from my lives? Mm. And what is weird is now when I look back, they have either moved out of the city, moved so far away that we don't see each other all the time mm. or like just in a very natural way where you can just more like have a text message check-in yeah. and be like, Hey, I love you. Yeah. Like I do care about you, but you're not like doing life together. Mm-hmm. So I would say a couple of things like just pray to God to do a miracle. Go, God, can you, <laughs> can you like make a move? A little? I'm like, <laughs> well, and I don't mean that as in like giving, making, uh, we got to be careful too that we're not like, God, do something because I'm not going to own anything. Mm. That's not what I'm saying there. No, yeah. We can surrender that. And sometimes he may not. He may be like, no, they're going to keep coming to your church. You're going to see them every day. You're going to need to deal with it. So I think there's two sides to that. There's maybe sometimes God will just miraculously remove something. But if he doesn't, mm. then um, you're probably going to walk through grief and have a few awkward moments together with this person and you may have to have a conversation and be like, man, I love you, but I know that things have changed. Let's just acknowledge that. And um, and we can still care for each other, even mm-hmm. though things have changed. Yeah. But but you just have to either put up boundaries if it's not healthy for you and not healthy for them either. Because mm-hmm. sometimes like it's the weird cycle that you can get into in relationships, but it hurts. Like that's yeah. that's the point is like none of this is easy. Yeah. None of it is easy. What does that grieving process look like after then? Because you are going to grieve. It's a relationship, yeah. a mm-hmm. loss. Yeah, well, I'm totally forgetting the five stages of grief right now. I'd love to say that I memorized it. <laughs> but I do talk about Do you yeah. remember them? Oh, yes. Yeah. Because it's of all the, the work you do. So let people know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, – and the thing is that it's not linear. A lot of people think no. the stages of grief are linear. And you can be in two different stages at one time. Yes. But there is You can the, be stuck in parts of it too. Yes, yeah. the depression, the mm-hmm. bargaining. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to the denial. Anger. And anger and mm-hmm. then acceptance. Acceptance, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that you have to readily recognize that because – I was in a, um, 
I remember I was in London and I was actually grieving the loss of a few people, you know, and I didn't realize that I was, but it was kind of the depression, the grief, the anger, um, the despondency, all of those kind of like were on me at the same time. And at that very moment, Maria Durso, who's like my mentor and mother in the Mm -hmm. faith, if you're listening, just go look her up on social media and listen to everything she has. (laughs) Um, Anyway, she's like my mother in the faith and she called me. Oh, no, actually, that's not true. I texted her and said, hey, I'm just having one of those days. Like, And so I, I made sure I opened myself up to the right person. I said, I'm having one of those days, and um, I, just, I just need your prayer and your love. She writes back, Andy, I've been up since 5 a.m., grieving and weeping, and I've been praying for you. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, who even are you? And then she, like, automatically after she sends that text, she gets on the phone and just, like, launches into prayer. And I just start weeping and realize, like, I needed to face the stages that I was in. Mm -hmm. I needed to open myself up to let somebody come into that with me. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times there's parts of grief that we need to walk through on our own before God. Let him be the one who comforts us while we mourn. Mm -hmm. But then also we need mothers in the faith. We need sisters. We need friends to come alongside us while we're walking through it too. Yeah, you really need people. And you Mm -hmm. said something yesterday, and I don't want to butcher the quote. It's okay. Authentic with many. Yes. Can you speak on that? So that's one of my, again, so I feel like as I've written this book, the Lord has healed and given me beautiful friends along Mm -hmm. the journey. So Irene Rollins, another person, look her up. Um, But she has become my friend. We do celebrate recovery together, like with other pastors. And it's just like the safest, most beautiful place. But she she said to me once, just in passing, you know, Andy, you need to be authentic with many and vulnerable with a few. And I think that right there is so important. What we're doing is we're being vulnerable with the many on ridiculous channels like social media and opening ourselves up to people that cannot help us, might hurt us, Mm -hmm. people that will comment and bring commentary on the season of life that we're in, and it's so unsafe. And then we wonder why we are walking around like bleeding and gushing all of these wounds. It's because we're like sharing all of these intimate things that really should be shared before God and a small handful of people Mm. that really have the power to pray with you and for you and come alongside and help. And so I have, uh, and that's why even though circles sounds like exclusive clubs, I'm like, (laughs) y'all, if Jesus did, I don't know why I said y'all, I'm not even from the South, but um, if Jesus did it, then even he knew that he needed that for his heart, for his life, for those three years he was with those guys on the planet. Mm -hmm. And so do we. And so I think that not everybody gets to have our hearts. Mm -mm. We've got to be so careful, but we live in a day and age where we're just giving everyone our heart and wonder why we're not healing. Because it's trendy. It it is trendy. Like hashtag honest post. And I'm like, oh, I can't. Hashtag real. I'm so over it. I'm so sorry if you hashtag that all the time. Someone probably just hashtag that. You should probably stop it. So when we're walking with people in this Mm -hmm. season, we need to have these people that are close with us, that are Mm -hmm. just helping us and those friends and all of those people that can just encourage us, but yet challenge us in our areas of life. Truth and love. You need both and. And now that, I don't know, I'm getting older mm-hmm. and, and just people get older and you've had friends for a very long you know, yeah. time. What happens when people are going through different seasons mm-hmm. and how do you stay in a place where you're consistent? You're showing grace still yep. to them, yep. but someone's like, oh, now I'm going through a divorce, but mm-hmm. I'm getting married at the same time. You know, yes. I'm, I'm having kids. I'm celebrating right. while you're grieving. You're going through infertility. Mm-hmm. What, how do you do that in friendships? Yeah. I think sometimes that comes down to just holding space. You don't have to have something to say all the time. Mm. Two of my best friends, closest friends in my in my circle of, you know, three. 
they're both single. So one of them's younger, like a little sister. One is the exact same age. We're both 43. She's never been married, doesn't have children, but still wants to be married and have children. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to walk with both of those women in my world and hold space for them where my life looks totally different and I have four kids, three of them are teenagers, and one's in elementary school and, 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 you know what I mean? Mm-hmm doesn't mean that we cannot walk in the intimate spaces together because Jesus is at the center of our relationship. Mm -hmm. So we've just had to get good at holding space and genuinely celebrating each other. And I would say the things that even my 43-year-old friend would long to have in her life, she still celebrates in me. Mm -hmm. And she does it without this, like, it's not weird put it that mm-hmm. way. And that's why she gets to be close. Yeah, It doesn't feel forced. It's and- not forced. And she's not like, I'm doing this, but I'm jealous. <laughs> like yeah. she just has a genuine love mm-hmm. and joy for my, my family and our lives and what we're doing. Um, and I would say that goes both ways. Everything that she walks through. I, I mean, but I remember at one stage, and um, this was a few years ago where she was so broken and just longed to be married and I'm her person. Right. Mm -hmm. So even like I would be her health proxy. Like, do you know Mm, what I mean? If anything happened to her, like that, our family were her people that um, I just remember this one time she came home and there's so many men that love her, but none of them love Jesus. Mm. So it's weird. Like she'll get hit on like, like guys ask her on dates all the time, but not in the church. It's like, (laughs) oh, like, but it was just this one day where she came home. Um, or came over to our house and she just sobbed. And you know what I did? She's physical touches her love language. And I just like picked her up and I held her in my arms and we just cried together. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything to say. I didn't like go, one day the Lord will give you a <laughs> husband. I wasn't going to like say something to her that mm-hmm. was uh, to give her a false hope. I just, she just needed to be held and loved in that moment. Mm-hmm. And um, she didn't want to hear from a married woman with four children, like the promises of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, she just wanted to be loved and held and seen. Mm-hmm. And so I think those are the things we have to get good at and not be awkward in those moments and not yeah. apologize also for where our life is at, but not um, boast in our life either. Because yeah. I think we have a tendency to feel guilty. Yeah. Like, oh, I feel like I can't invite you to my child's birthday party because, you know, you're grieving for that. You're longing for that. Yeah. It feels awkward. And we tend to, like, hide that piece of our life because we don't yes. want to hurt. Or we say stupid things like, Thanks for coming. You're going to have a baby one day, too. Yeah, it's yeah. like, don't be that idiot. No. Like, don't do not do that. <laughs> Just, do like, it. be like, thanks for being here. Yeah. Like, I love you. Like, yeah. that's it. Let it be. Yeah. <laughs> You know, oh, that's so also encouraging. And just thank you for being that person that can share your heart mm. and the vulnerability in thank it because you. we need to hear it. We're mm. all running around like, what are we doing? Like, how do we? <laughs> but that's <laughs> encouraging too. Out. Guess what? None of us really know what we're doing. Just yeah. just know that when you watch the person on social media that's very curated and they have all the quotes and it looks so great, they don't know what they're doing either. No. So they are just surrendered to Jesus on a daily basis, being obedient. And that's the greatest thing any of us can do Mm -hmm. is to just run in our lane, go, what do you want me to do today, God? How can I surrender to you today, God? Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody go buy the book. Please. Buy all the books. A, okay. Buy 20 of the books. Give them to your friends. Yeah. And then talk about it. Do a small group. <laughs> Do it together. Talk about it. Yeah. Share all of your feelings about friendship to each other. But <laughs> yeah. where can people learn more about you? Yeah. So a couple of places. You can go to my name, andyandrew.com. And Andy is spelled with an I, A-N-D-I. Mm-hmm. Andrew. No S on the end. Everyone's away. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> no. How do I spell it? <laughs> if you look up Andy with a Y, Andrew's with an S, it's a male author and speaker, which oh, is very that funny. That would be confusing. You know, they'd be like, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> so andyandrew.com. And honestly, you'll find everything there um, from my podcast to my books to all the free resources that I have that go along with the books that I've written, as well as all my Instagram, social, you know, Twitter, Facebook, all of yeah, my we handles. Didn't even talk about you're a pastor or yeah, you know, you have just this conference. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of the things. I'm super bored. Um, no, I'm just kidding. So yeah, it's all just Andy Andrew at Andy Andrew. Yeah. Well, I encourage everybody to go and check it out. And thank you for letting us steal you away for a little bit. Thank and you. Just sharing more about this honestly fantastic book. I have not read it yet. Obviously, mm. it's not released yet, but I know it's going to be fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So grateful for you. Thank you for joining us for this leadership episode of E to the Power of Three. We were honored to hear from Andy Andrew and McKelty Bloom on the topic of friendships. Learn more about Andy, find resources, and get a copy of her new book, Friendship It's Complicated, at andyandrew.com. Also, follow at MNBTG on social media and check out mnbtg.org to stay up to date on more from Bridging the Gap. We look forward to being with you next time on E to the Power of Three.